Welcome to Real Estate Business Explained. On this show, we share insights to what it really looks like to build a real estate business from the inside, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm Sean, and as a coach and trainer, over the past 15 years, I've seen it all, and I wanna share what I've learned with you. So whether you're just getting started or you've already got a lot going on and you're just looking for something new, I'm confident there's gonna be something here for you. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. In today's episode, I'm gonna continue talking about hiring people because it's one of the most challenging parts of scaling a business is finding the right people, kind of getting to understand how to work with them, and importantly, where to find the people you wanna bring onto your team. And that's really what I wanna dig in on today. We've talked about building job profiles, we've talked about you know, kind of the mindset and the mission, vision, values, and all kinds of stuff. We've been going really, really deep on this over the past couple of weeks. And when I'm coaching people and they're trying to grow their team, one of the, the biggest things that they talk about um, or that they tell me, and like one of those major challenges that just seems to always stop people is they don't feel like they know where to find people. And I think there's two sides to this. One, doing it right takes a lot of work. Like I think we're like six or seven podcasts in and we haven't even started with our new hire yet in this, this little series that I'm, I'm running right now. And so it takes a lot of work. But then also, in addition to that, um, I think a lot of people undervalue how good it's going to be when they get someone good. So I thought it'd be cool just to start with that, because we often hire when we're in a place of, um, like, I don't want to say scarcity because we might not have the wrong mindset about it, but we are in a position where usually when we're hiring, we're like, oh man, crap, what am I going to do? <laughs> like, I really need help. And then we're like, I need someone fast because I need to get back to what I need to be doing. And so we, we just like grab the nearest person. And then that person sucks because they were just like someone standing around. And then we got to go and, and reset and start over. And it's worse this time. And so I think a lot of the time when we're hiring people, um, we need to, to really understand how valuable these people are. You know, a couple episodes ago, I was talking about how if you're going to work with someone and you're, you know, a couple of professionals doing a good job and, and doing it right. Well, you're probably going to spend like around the same amount of time with this person as you would with your spouse. Right. So th like there needs to be a comfortability together. But then also if, if you do it right, think about the value that this person represents towards you. Okay. And I'll, I'll use the example. Imagine that you made a really great hire as an agent on your team. Okay. Um, an agent can be a tremendously valuable hire, a good agent on a team. And this isn't even crazy, but this is like, this is very possible. Like I've done this many times, bringing people into my world, the right person, 80 grand the first year, we'll say year two, 175. This is gross commission, by the way. Um, and then year three, 250, you've got a clean shot at that in year three. And then year four and five, the right person, they're going to be doing 350 plus. I've had, I've had people hit half a million, right? So the right hire, I mean, if we add those numbers up, we're looking at $1.2 million plus $1.2 million for the right hire. So when we're in that moment that we're like grinding away and we're like, ah, I need help. Like, give me anyone just to do, take these buyers off my hands. Like, I can't do all the appointments I have. I, I haven't seen my family. Like, I'm just like at my wit's end. Remember that the right person can, can represent millions to you. And that, that same person that does, you know, whatever, 175, 250, 350, 350, that you, if you build your team right, that's not the end of the, the road for them either, right? Like if you do it right, that same person now 
and it's going to be moving towards leadership. Cool. So all of a sudden, that that 1.2 could be someone who goes out and gets a whole bunch of other 1.2s. And so they, they it's hard to measure how much impact this person could have. Um, you know, fun exercise that we do sometimes is we'll talk about the inverse, like imagine the cost of a bad hire. And you start going through all the little things that a bad hire could influence. And often we'll think like, oh, you know, they, they won't close the deal. They won't do the work. Well, what about just alienating your clients? Um, I had one example. A friend of mine actually had a person that they hired for years to deliver flyers. So they'd give this person a thousand, two thousand, five thousand flyers, and they'd pay this person to go door to door. Sounds great, right? They get a call from the police, whatever number of years down the road, hadn't been thinking about it. And the police say, "Hey, you should come look at this." And they go, and their the person had passed away, and they were emptying out their basement, and they just found the entire basement of this rental property completely filled with their flyers. Well, this guy had just <laughs> taken the box and gone right home. So there are so many little things. It, it's not impossible at all to imagine through um, loss of goodwill, missed referrals, the dropping the ball on a potential client that could have converted, but they didn't convert them. Um, not even including lawsuits. Like it's super possible that this could swing the other way. Like the wrong hire could end up costing you millions of dollars. So, um, you know, in growing our business, we need to respect the, the fact that hiring is not something to skirt past. And finding the right people is work. It's work. And here's the weird thing. Once you get your business up to a certain level, a lot of the time in real estate, the only way to grow is through people. Like you can market the crap out of yourself, but if you don't have people there to collect the leads and convert them, you're not going to make any money. So when you talk to really big team owners, like people who are doing, you know, multi, multi-million dollar businesses, or, you know, they're five, 400, 500, 600, $800,000 producers. Usually these people, um, they're, they're setting their personal goals for the team, not around how many, how many homes or, you know, how many leads they need or how many appointments they're going to book. They know all that stuff. They've done that math, but usually their big driver, their, their number one thing that they're hammering at is going to be new recruits launched. You know, how many people do I need that are doing the 350 a year? How many people do I need that are doing 150? How many people do I need that are coming in? I'm trying to get them to do their, their first year and land somewhere around 50 to 80,000. And they're, they're looking at them like groups of agents. Kind of crazy, right? So I want to, I want to emphasize that when you're looking at trying to bring people into your team, it's worth the work and you should approach it with a plan. So as opposed to saying, oh, you know, like I spoke to someone who was hanging out in the bullpen and they said they might be interested. So I'm going to see what happens with that. Well, two months from now, you might be still waiting to see what happens with that. And you're no further closer, uh, no further ahead to actually getting someone on your team. So what we want to do is we want to build a plan. And I like to compare this to a plan to market your business because it's basically going to be the same thing, right? We think about getting buyers and sellers to come towards us. Usually we're going to say, okay, well, we'll start out by looking at the two main pillars. We're going to have prospecting and marketing. Well, if I'm going to bring people onto my team, I should probably look at it the same way, right? I'm going to prospect. I'm going to be putting in calls. I'm going to be talking to people I know. I'm going to be looking for referrals and I'm going to market, right? I'm going to, I'm going to be putting up posts. I'm going to have job ads out there. I'm going to have stuff on social. I'm going to create a missing person report. I'm going to get it out in front of people. Um, and, and I'm going to create content. 
I'm going to show people what it's like being on my team. I'm going to interview my teammates. I'm going to show like little clips on social of us having fun or doing training or, you know, interacting with each other because those kind of things are going to attract the kind of people that you want. If you're showing people what it's like to be on your team and people put their hand up, well, chances are that they're going to be, you know, at least in some level of cultural alignment with what you guys represent. Whereas someone coming in cold from like an ad online may not have that same thing. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about it. Where, where are we going to start? Well, me, I'm a big believer that any business, its its primary first way of getting business should be prospecting based. So you you talk through like a lead generation plan for an agent who isn't doing half a million or more. My opinion is you should have something you could wake up and do that's low cost or no cost. You do it five days a week and that should be your number one priority until you have enough going on that you know that you can afford to spend a little bit. So I'd start out with prospecting. And here's a counterintuitive thing. Usually when um, when people think about prospecting, they think like, oh, I'm going to cold call. But prospecting also represents working your sphere of influence. So who do you know? And I think the, the most important thing that you can look at is if you're hiring for a specific role, before you start going out and just calling all your buddies or putting posts on Facebook, ask yourself this one question. If I could have anyone literally anyone, if I could have anyone in this role, who would I want to have? Okay. And think about incredibly talented people, you know, like the president of the company that you work at. Why not? You, you might as well have that dream list. You might not get them this time around, but think at that level and then take it a step closer than that. And if I'm going to hire someone, I'm going to ask myself if I could hire anyone in, in the world for this role, um, you know, I'm going to get those crazy, maybe a little bit out of out of reach people. But then what about the people I know? My friends, my family, the my 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 community, people from what you know, my church, my kids school, like you certainly know some pretty incredible people more than likely, I hope at least. And we have this tendency to think of who can I afford or who could I get? And I want to I want to challenge you to switch it. If you're going to hire someone come in and, and, you know, help you shape and change your business, then I want to ask myself, who's the best possible person that I can get? And another thing to just take out of your mind is a lot of the time when we ask ourselves this question, we go, okay, well, who do I know that needs a job? Well, no, I'm not looking for someone who needs a job. If, if someone's good, chances are they already have a job. They have a business they run or something like that. Like I'm looking for someone who's already got good stuff going on and I want to show them, come work with me. Here's what you could, here's what we could get together. Okay. Okay. The other thing is if you're calling people that you know, and you're, you're going to be sharing with them like, Hey, here's an opportunity. I'm, I'm curious what, what, what you think. I'm usually going to think a little bit about scripting before I start the call. So if I was calling someone who I didn't know if they were planning to move yet, just, you know, as a, a prospect to a real estate trade, well, chances are I, I, I would call them up and I'd ask them a couple questions to get a feel for where they're at first. So I'd do a little bit of like qualifying. And so with, my friend, if I'm calling a friend or a, a, an acquaintance or something like that, I'm going to do the same thing. So I'm going to call them up. I'm going to say, hey, man, you know, just wanted to pick your brain about business. Do you have two minutes for me? We've got this role we're trying to fill. It's a really cool opportunity. You know, it's, here's what it looks like, X, Y, Z. Here's what we're going to be doing. I'm curious, you know, I see you and your skill set and your background and your experience. And, and that's exactly the kind of world we want to be looking from when we're pulling someone into this, this to come and do this with us. I'm just curious, like, who do you know? And, and, and what's it like in your environment? Like what attracted you to that opportunity that put you in this job right now? And by the way, 
you know, would what would it look like for you? What what's your next opportunity look like? What would excite you to get get jumping into? Okay, and I'm I'm going to be going through this list, right? I'm going to be thinking about like who could I take in to my organization? Who could I hire? Who from my friends, my family, my my Facebook list, my my kids' school, my church, any associations I'm part of? Who would I just like absolutely kill to work with? And I'm gonna I'm gonna try to look at it from the perspective of skill set, obviously. So I'm gonna be thinking like, okay, you know, I'd, I'd I'd love to have someone who is capable of X, Y, and Z. But then I'm also going to be thinking about their personality style. Like, is this someone who's a good personality fit for the job? Or are they kind of just making it work at their current job? I'm going to think about how they talk about work, right? If, if they're like the smartest person you know, but all they do is bitch about what they're doing at work, then I'm probably not going to bring them in no matter how much I think they could move their business, move my business, because I just don't want to have that kind of person as part of our culture, right? Um, I'm also going to think about like determination. I find that there's there's people who love work and trying to figure stuff out. And it's like this huge challenge for them that they're just like so passionate about. And then there's other people that talk about it and they're like, man, I just want to be able to stop working. I want to retire. And so I, I look at that and I'm like, what what kind are they? Because for me, I couldn't retire. I'd drive my family crazy. I'd go crazy myself. Like I want to work. I want to have a project. I want to have something I'm trying to figure out. That I'm, I love that. And I want to have people around me like that. I, I never want to stop working and retire. I want to change the amount I work. I want to change my relationship with work, but I always want to have something going on. I want people who have that same kind of like, I, I love tinkering. I love building. I love doing stuff. Okay. And then lastly, I'm also going to think about their values. If I'm looking through the people I know and I'm thinking about who I could hire and who I could bring in, I want to think about their values. So I'm going to be thinking about my core values, like how I operate, how in my business we operate. You know, my mission, vision, values is something that if you've been following along, we've been going through this, you've done this by now. So if, if you have that, then use that as a measuring stick on these people and say like, are they going to be, are they going to fit? Are they going to be part of this? Right. Okay. So if I'm finding someone to bring them into my business and I've already looked through all the people that I know, well, if this was a marketing plan, what would I go after next? Well, the next thing that I would go after if I already had some people on my team is I go after referrals. So, okay, I've got the people that I already know. I've done some prospecting calls. I'm, I'm thinking about putting some marketing stuff on there. We're going to talk about that more in a minute. But if, if I was building a marketing plan to sell houses, the next thing I'd do is I'd try to get referrals from those people that I was putting those calls into, like my friends and family and acquaintances and stuff like that. And then as well, my teammates. And so who better, right? It's like if you're selling a listing... You're going to knock on the doors of the neighbors and say, hey, wouldn't you love to choose your neighbor? Who do you think would be a great fit for this home? I'm going to do the exact same thing with my team. They see how I show up. I see how they show up. If there's someone I absolutely love working with, I want to have more of them around me. Guess who they're going to know? People like them. And what fun for them to get to choose the people who they, they work alongside. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be asking them who they know that we should consider. And I'm going to go through that same exact exercise. Like, don't think of someone who's looking for a job. Thinking of so, think of someone who's doing awesome at their job. And it might we might be able to convince them to consider a really cool opportunity alongside us. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I personally 
have no problem with offering incentives. I think it's a great idea. So if someone brings an agent onto your team, maybe there's some kind of gift card or they get a split on the first deal or something cool just to kind of incentivize them. I think it's a great way too, if it's associated with the first couple transactions as a way to make it so that that person wraps their arm around their friend and says like, hey, you know, here's how you fit in. Here's what it all looks like. If I'm putting stuff out there to get talented people to apply for a job with me and I've already done the basics, like I've made some calls to my my social, my sphere of influence, acquaintances, friends. I've also talked to my existing team if I've had one, maybe even offered some incentives. I've, I've now gotten to the point that I've essentially extinguished all of the people I already know right? Like my referral sources are all cooked out. I've already called and asked. I've, I made some offers. I've had people, you know, uh, shoot me down or apply or whatever. The next thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to go outside of my, my sphere. I'm going to go outside of the people that are already close to me. So there's a couple ways that I can do this. And the first one is going to be just the lowest cost and it's going to be the highest volume. And, and usually when, when you're looking at hiring, um, the lower the volume, like if you're getting only really good applicants and there's not that many of them, usually that's because you spent more money and someone else is doing the filtering. So what, what we're going to look at first is, is like plain old marketing. And what that's going to do is it's going to bring high volume with, and there can be some incredibly high quality, but you've got to clean it all out. You've got to pan for the gold kind of thing, right? Okay. So what does this look like? Well, I'm going to be putting stuff on my social media. I'm going to be putting out content talking about who I'm looking for. I'm going to put a, a, a missing person ad or a job uh, job ad on all my social. Any sites that do job postings, like why is hiring going to be on those? And I'm going to get a ton of applicants. Here's the deal. If you post jobs, especially on job boards, people don't read them. And the way that these job boards work is they load their resume in once and then they just hit apply, apply, apply. So you'll have a job posting that is like abundantly clear. You need a license. You need to be in a certain location. Here's what we're looking for, experience level, whatever it is that you put. Um, you're going to get people from the other side of the world who don't speak your language, who don't have a license applying for the job. And it's 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 fascinating <laughs> that they do this, but they do it. So what it means for you is you got to do a ton of sorting. And even just the act of opening all the resumes is kind of frustrating because if you have 200 resumes to go through and there's only like 16 people that are worth talking to, you're wasting a ton of your time. Here's how you get around this and also screen out the people who are qualified but suck. I'm going to make people jump through a couple hoops before I speak to them or even look at their resume when I'm hiring for a job. And these hoops are little things in the application process that I just require them to do. Remember, most of the people who reply to job ads are, um, they're not reading the whole ad. I'm not saying that all people are bad. I'm just saying for some reason, the majority of people aren't reading it. So I'm going to put in the requirements for the job that they do a couple things. And if they don't do them, I know that they didn't read the job. And chances are they're one of those unqualified people that doesn't fit the avatar I need for this role. So for example, a salesperson, shoot a two minute video explaining why you're a great fit for the role and upload it to something and share it with me. Makes them do a little bit of problem solving and it forces them to put their game face on and shoot a little video. And I can tell really quick just by the fact that one, they actually went through with it, that they're interested. And two, if someone shoots a good video, well, chances are they're a good salesperson. They have half a brain and, and it's something that they put a little bit of energy into. Great. Okay. Another example of something that I do when I'm posting jobs online, just to kind of clear out the people who didn't read the job posting and aren't a fit, 
is I have them do a personality assessment. There's a ton of these online that are free. You choose yours. I always have loved DISC personally. There's some more uh, in detail, like more detailed ones that we use as well. But DISC is just great if you understand it. And it takes them 20, 30 minutes. So get them to go do a, a free DISC report and send you the results. Why not? That shows that they're putting half an hour into your opportunity. I don't want to talk to someone if they don't have half an hour to apply. Okay. And then another great one, if you want to have something that's a pre-contact screening that you have people do before you review their resume and meet with them and all that kind of stuff is have them do an English language test, especially if you're hiring someone overseas or you're hiring someone who is for just like a, an entry level role, have them do like an online test. Or if English language isn't the most appropriate thing to the role, you could do a language test or something like that just to kind of, or not a language, sorry. If English language test isn't the right thing, for the role that you're hiring, you could have them do a logic test or something like that, okay? Again, when you're hiring from online job postings, you're gonna get a ton of applicants. So all this stuff that we're talking about is just ways to kind of um, kind of cull the herd down to the people that actually read the application and have the appropriate qualifications, okay? Another really fun thing, if you're looking at ways to just put stuff out there and get people to come look at your, your team is invite them in for a taste right? Like you run team meetings, you probably do some training stuff. You probably have round tables with your group. Invite someone in. This gives you the opportunity to see how they show up and interact. And it also gives you the opportunity to hear what your team thought about them because your team has every, like their opinion is every bit as valid as yours. I would never hire someone into my business if my team didn't think it was a great idea. Okay. There's, there's three more circumstances that I'm going to talk about that I've, I've, some I've used, some I've looked at. Um, they're a little bit more expensive. And, and then there's one that I just want to talk about, which is kind of like when people come in through unexpected channels. So the first one is HR consultants. HR consultants can be really, really great. These are companies that have the, their, their experience is in helping you to actually create the job ad, understand what kind of candidates you want, help you choose the comp structure. They'll talk to you through the legalities and stuff. And then a lot of the time they'll complete the job postings and do some screening for you. So instead of, you know, having to go through that list of people, maybe there's only three finalists that you meet with and you just choose one. So they're, they're really, really helpful. They're, they're more expensive, obviously, right? Like if you hire an HR consultant, typically you're going to spend somewhere between five and $10,000 per hire. It's not a huge amount of money considering what a good hire is worth, but it is a good chunk of change. The next one is a headhunter. And a headhunter is different from an HR consultant in that they actually recruit people. So think about it like this. HR consultant puts out ads, see who, who applies, and then um, filters them and gives you whatever comes out. A headhunter works with you to understand the role, and then they go and they find all the most experienced and skilled people in these roles, and they convince them to come quit their job wherever they are and come work for you. Again, good people probably already have a job. So they're going to go find the ones with jobs who are the best, and they're going to bring them to your organization. This is more expensive. This is someone who's probably $15,000, $20,000 per hire at least. So there's a bit of a sticker to it. But if you get the right hire, again, who cares? It just really comes down to do you have the cash up front, okay? Um, the last one that I want to talk about is kind of unusual circumstance. And I've had a bunch of these experiences. So, for example, what about friends who you think would be great at the job but don't have a license yet? And I've done this, you know, you have your friend, you say, hey, you know, I'll, I'll pay for your school. You go through, you pass school, you're going to work on my team. 
had some really good experiences with this. Really, really good. Like I've had people who are on my team for three, four, five, six years this way. Um, and it was a beautiful thing that we were able to do. We we're really able to help them kind of change their, their path in life, which just felt good. And, um, and that can be really neat. I've also had clients turn into, um, into people who work for me. So, you know, it could be a, a client who bought or sold a house with you and you're like, man, you're awesome. Um, one of my, one of my favorite examples, an old friend of mine, she had this client who always showed up with like a binder and checklists and stuff. And she was doing spreadsheets on every house and she, and the agent would show up and like be, you know, totally frazzled looking for the keys. And at the end of the trade, she just kind of sat her down and said like, Hey, you know, someone like you could really help me change how I show up for people because I'm never going to figure out how to be who you are. But if we work together, I could bring this level of experience to my clients. And, and that person, that same client now runs uh, one of the biggest teams on earth. It's a huge, huge business. So that, that can be really cool. Um, again, with us, you know, um, especially in coaching, this is really cool because a lot of our coaching clients are like massive team owners and they see what we're doing. They're like, wow, that's different. Really cool. I love your service. I love what you bring to the table. What would it look like for for me to come and coach for you? And a lot of time we just we'll we'll talk them into it or not talk them into it, but we'll we'll kind of you know help them move that direction if that's what they want to do. So we'll we'll be coaching them and you know talking about what their next opportunity is. And it's a fulfilling thing to get the opportunity to coach other people and give back. And and when they're ready and they're starting to move that direction, we we're like, hey, I I love working with you. I already love working with you. Like, let's do this. Okay. Another circumstance that often will come up is switching roles. You know, you hire someone under the premise of one role and then they're showing up, they're contributing, they're helping out in other ways. And so don't be afraid of changing the seat that someone's on. Sometimes you have someone who is showing up at like 50, 60% on one seat on the bus and then you switch them to the right seat and all of a sudden you've got an all-star hitter. That's pretty cool. And I've, I've done that a bunch of times as well. Okay. Um, and then there's also the last circumstances like family and really close friends and partners and stuff like that. And I've, I've had actually pretty good success with that. You know, my original team, Path Real Estate team, I started with my brother. We worked together for like 15, 16 years and we had a really great run together. And he bought the, he bought the business out uh, when I ended up moving on to coaching. And, um, and so that, that can be really cool. My wife's helping me with some projects right now. We're having a ton of fun putting some video stuff together. So it can be a great opportunity to work with friends, family, spouses, whatever. You got to have real clear boundaries on how you operate. And that was just a lesson that I've learned every single time with like friends and family and anything like that. Just be sure that you and them and everyone who's involved really understands like where work starts and stops. Well, who's responsible for what? You're not throwing crap at each other when you're stressed out or worried. There's no last minute come save me's. Like you're still doing everything that you're supposed to do. You don't have power or control over anyone. They, they have control over what they do and you have control over what you do and you can work together. Um, if you set it up, it can be beautiful. If, if you don't have the right people doing it or there's not a, a level of respect or there's like a level of control that someone wants, it can be really ugly. Fortunately, I haven't been in that, but I've seen that. So just be smart about it, you know? Okay. So there's so many places to find amazing talent. If, if you really are focused and prioritizing bringing talented people into your business, then there is an abundance of them out there. And all you've got to do is look at it objectively, like how am I going to get these right people in front of me? We're going to start out by prospecting, just working through the people close to us. And then at a certain point, we're going to shift more towards marketing. And you've got to put stuff out there that's going to act like a magnet and pull people back to you. This is cool, right? This is like a treasure hunt where every person that you bring in, 
could change your life to the, to the magnitude of, of bringing in millions of dollars to your business over the next few years. So don't, don't feel like this is a burden. This is an opportunity. It's one of the coolest opportunities. And I'll leave it with that. Just saying, you know, you've by now grown your business to the point that you're doing all that you can do. Okay. To grow, nothing is going to impact your business more than the people that you bring into it. You're doing all you can do to grow. You got to go get more people. There's nothing else that's going to impact you any further than that. So as always, I appreciate you listening to this. I have so much fun doing these. I, I'm always so grateful when I see that people are, are listening and, and I hope that you got something from today. And mostly I'm just grateful that you took the time to spend here with me. So until next week, I'm, I'm looking forward to it and have a powerful, powerful day.